Welcome to Bible News Press. Our goal is to discuss biblical faith beyond cliches and buzzwords, whether such words are religious or political. Sometimes we sit around the table and fellowship. Sometimes we do a little time travel. It is all part of our journey with our Abba Father, who has given us the key to life. We do it with Jesus, and we do it together. Welcome. Hello, I'm Laura. I will be reading 1 Kings chapter 4 from the World English Bible. King Solomon was king over all Israel. These were the princes whom he had, Azariah the son of Zadok, the priest, Elihoreph and Ahijah the sons of Shisha, scribes, Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud, the recorder, Benaniah the son of Jehoiada was over the army, Zadok and Abiathar were priests, Azariah the son of Nathan was over the officers, Zabad the son of Nathan was chief minister, the king's friend, Ahishar was over the household, and Adoniram the son of Abda was over the men subject to forced labor. Solomon had twelve officers over all Israel who provided food for the king and his household. Each man had to make provision for a month in the year. These are their names, Ben-Hur in the hill country of Ephraim, Ben-Dekur in Machaz in Shaalbim, Beth-Shemesh and Elon-Beth-Hanan, Ben-Hesed in Arubath, Sukkah and all the land of Hefer belonged to him, Ben-Abinadab in all the height of Dor, he had Tapheth, Solomon's daughter, as wife. Baana the son of Ahilud in Ta'anak and Megiddo, and all Beth-Shean, which is beside Zarathan, beneath Jezreel, from Beth-Shean to Abel-Mahola, as far as beyond Jokmiam. Ben-Gabir in Ramoth-Gilead, the towns of Jair, the son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, belonged to him, and the region of Argob, which is in Bashan, sixty great cities with walls and bronze bars, belonged to him. Ahinadab, the son of Edo, in Mahinaim. Ahimeaz, in Naphtali. He also took Basimath, the daughter of Solomon, as wife. Baana, the son of Hushai, in Asher and Beoloth. Jehoshaphat, the son of Parua, in Issachar. Shimei, the son of Elah, in Benjamin. Eber, the son of Uri in the land of Gilead, the country of Sihon, king of the Amorites, and of Og, king of Bashan, and he was the only officer who was in the land. Judah and Israel were numerous as the sand which is by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and making merry. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour, sixty measures of meal, ten head of fat cattle, twenty head of cattle out of the pastures, and one hundred sheep, in addition to deer and gazelles and roebucks and fat and fowl. For he had dominion over all on this side of the river, from Tifsah even to Gaza, over all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on all sides around him. Judah and Israel lived safely, every man under his vine and under his fig tree, from Dan even to Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. 
Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. Those officers provided food for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table, every man in his month. They let nothing be lacking. They also brought barley and straw for the horses and swift steeds to the place where the officers were, each man according to his duty. God gave Solomon abundant wisdom and understanding, and very great understanding, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, Heman, Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahal, and his fame was in all the nations all around. He spoke 3,000 proverbs, and his songs numbered 1,005. He spoke of trees, from the cedar that is in Lebanon, even to the hyssop that grows out of the wall. He also spoke of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. People of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon, sent by all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom. That's the end of chapter 4. This chapter summarizes King Solomon's life. It has a lot of names, some of which we are familiar with from previous chapters, such as Zadok the priest, Benaniah the son of Jehoiada, and Abiathar. Some of the names make me wonder, such as where it says the sons of Nathan, were they the sons of Nathan the prophet, or possibly Solomon's brother Nathan, um, or was just this some other Nathan? Uh, we hear about Nathan the prophet the first time in 2 Samuel 7.2, and we hear about Solomon's brother Nathan in 2 Samuel 5.14. Since Solomon was about 20 when he became king, his daughters were probably too young to marry at first. They're spoken about in verses 11 and verse 15 as having been given in marriage. So that indicates the span of time that this listing, uh, all this organization took place. And also because it speaks in verse 21 of all the days of Solomon. Then I wondered if the Hushai that Baana was the son of in verse 16 was King David's friend Hushai from 2 Samuel 15.32. But a lot of these names were common, and unless it says specifically, there's no way to really know. And then note the use of Shimei again as a Benjamite name. You can do a word search um, in the Blue Letter Bible and see this name shows up from genealogies in the time of Numbers when the Israelites are in the wilderness with Moses to the book of Ezra where they are returning to the land and there is a Shimei given in the list of those who are putting away pagan wives. I noticed in the list of the 12 officers that the first few names were just listed with Ben in front of them and then the others were listed with a first name and then they were told they then we were told they were the sons of so it, if you go to biblestudytools.com they have a new american standard old testament hebrew lexicon and it tells you what the word ben means in hebrew and i'm actually just going to read you the first few definitions it means son male child grandson children youth or young men or young if you recall the Benjamin, who was the youngest son of the twelve of Israel, and that that name Benjamin meant son of my right hand, so he uses that name there. 
So when the first few names say Ben such and such, it's kind of like only giving a surname or a family name, and it seems a bit less personal than the listings that include the first names. It is also interesting to hear of Solomon's two daughters, but then it makes me wonder just how many children he had with all the wives that we'll hear about later. After listing the 12 officers over the different regions responsible for providing supplies, the entry describes the extent of the territory of Solomon and the huge amount of supplies that he and his household or households needed each day, and that he had peace. This is in quite a bit of contrast to the years of both Saul and David with their nearly constant battles with the Philistines, not to mention internal internal rebellion. We'll hear later that Solomon did have some concerns, but apparently nothing that escalated while he was alive. We have the mention of the massive numbers of horses and chariots, which is another thing God had warned the kings of Israel against in Deuteronomy 17.16. Not that he said they couldn't have any, but he said they shouldn't multiply them as in build them up as a fighting force. In verse 29, we get a description of Solomon's wisdom and understanding. It was so great that people came from many nations to hear it. And as the term mentioned, there was a conjunction there of wisdom and understanding. He didn't just have wisdom about making decisions, but it seems he was given understanding or knowledge of the physical world of plants and animals and even fish. The impression I get is that he didn't have to study to obtain all of this knowledge, but God granted it to him. And there are several other apparently well-known wise men that are listed there by name that Solomon outshines. So over the course of his life, he wrote some of this wisdom down, some of which has been preserved for us in many of the Proverbs, in the book Song of Songs, and in the book Ecclesiastes. And I will probably read Ecclesiastes and the Song of Songs, either right after finishing the section in 1 Kings here about Solomon's life or between 1 and 2 Kings. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. That is the Bible News Press segment for today, but not the end of our journey. 